and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Today I've got some returning guests, plus one of my favourite guests on the podcast so far. Say possibly, I think it definitely was, to be fair. John <laughs> uh, Michael from Dictator. How's it going, guys? Oh, bad oh. man. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's, it's great to have you back on, and there's been a fair bit happening since you since you were on. Um, firstly, congratulations on the, the nomination uh, for the Scottish Alternative Music Awards today. That must be a a real boost going into a busy time for you. Mate, it's it's mad. Like genuinely sitting here, like the amount of stuff that's happened to us, right? I'm like I'm just like pretty much trying to process it all. <laughs> like you know that way where like it's just so much is happening. Like we've just been signed. We've just uh, we've just obviously been nominated for the Sama Award, which was unbelievable, man. And literally as we are talking in the last five minutes, we've just sold out our gig at Stereo in, uh, in Glasgow uh, on the 18th of December. So mate, it's all go. And you're just sitting there, it just feels like everything's happening a million miles an hour, but it's class. You know what I mean? It's just, I reckon it'll take me a good three months. Then I'll look back and go, yeah, that was class. Maybe I'll suddenly get the, the buzz in three months time. Is it strange almost given that we had that big lull, obviously, during the, the pandemic and there was a just almost the pause button was putting everything to then go to a hundred miles an hour almost. Uh, that it still doesn't feel like it's happened yet. Do you know what I mean? Like so, all of this stuff is happening, but because I've not really seen anything yet, it's it's still it's still quite hard to 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 grasp. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think. Uh, once once the ball starts rolling again, when we start uh, gigging, we start this. Well, we get this to show it, the stereo. That to me will be the that that will be when you can actually visualise everything that's been going on just now. Because like you say, it looks like it's been all go, but it's, mostly it's just been going by because it's all coming at once. And that's ah, mental, mental man. You're certainly in good company in that uh, in the the rock and indie category there. Uh... The likes of uh, memes and, and swim school, also up for the mm-hmm. award, um, and and that's kind of one of the nice things, I guess, that you get to be acknowledged and and kind of make contacts with bands like that. Aye, see, the thing is, man. So I bumped into Billy for swim school, like the past, like I think it's been like two gigs. I went to see Youngblood. So we've got a pal Adam Warrington who plays guitar for Youngblood, and um, so he invited us along to the Corn Exchange, and we're sitting there, and after it. Uh, he was like, coming in the back, coming in the back, because he's like, that was his homecoming <laughs> type thing. So like, I went round and swim school were there. So we sat and they had like, I was working the next day and day. It was the least rock and roll I've ever been. But like they were having a few beers in that and they're class. Like, they're brilliant to to like, to like speak to. Two days later, I met Jordan McCampa at Mash House in Edinburgh and uh, Billy just walks in and I'm like, what's happening, man? Like, it was just like, they're, they're actually, they're brand new. And it's mad. Like I, I messaged him earlier saying he's going to have to like punch me or that at the at the thing, and we'll say like we'll try and pit each other against. <laughs> we'll sell it to the Daily Record. We'll be like Blur versus Oasis in Scotland. Um, even though we we actually like each other and we get on really well, nobody needs to know that. But uh, it is class, man. Like, apart from the fact you've just told me. Ah, and didn't cut that bit out. <laughs> but see, uh, it's class, man. It's just like you're up there and amongst that. Like they're a band we like and listen to. You know what I mean? And like the expires and memes. Like like these are bands. Like we we went to see. Uh, Zach went to see. Um, did you go with Zach, Joe, to to King Tut's to see Spires? Aye, aye. Who's there? I see Spires. You know what I mean? We're aye. we're actively supporting them and like we think they're class. And suddenly they're, we're up in the same nomination category. It's amazing, man. It's it's a it's a proper buzz. Like we're talking about the buzz, the 
the news a couple of weeks ago that you had signed your first deal as well. Uh, tell us a bit more about how that came about and the kind of opportunities that that will bring. Uh, do, you, do you want me to take this one, Joe, or you want to? You can take this one. Uh, you can take this one. This is a mouthful. <laughs> I, mean, I, I get it tight because I just love the sound of my own voice on these things. Normally, like Joe, Joe says, "How you doing?" I'm Joe, and then we get to the end podcast, and he just goes, "Cheers, cheers." <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> but uh, nah, like in terms of the the label, man. Like, so we announced it a few weeks ago. What what everybody doesn't see is the months of negotiation in the background. Um, to like to get to that point, we had like we had lawyers and we had the snuts lawyer and stuff like Ian as a hand and like the boys, like the manager for the snuts, uh, Gary. He was he was brilliant with us and stuff, just giving us tips and and stuff like that. But the main, like we we don't want we we've got a thing like we like to do stuff ourselves, right? We've got a real like passion for for like doing all this stuff. It's not just like the music is is like the biggest side of it. But during the pand like during the pandemic, sorry to bring it up, but we had to kind of go and and delve into that world and actually the whole lot of us started to quite enjoy some aspects of it so we like the aspect of of controlling kind of what you do one of the best kind of inspirations for that is jerry cinnamon uh like whether or not you like his music or you like his songwriting how he's done what he's done himself is to be commended and we've got a lot of time for that and i think that's where we kind of see ourselves going is we don't want to sign to one of the big boys we don't want to be on like a universal or like a parlophone. That's brilliant, but mate, you're just then added to a roster of like thousands of artists, and then it's they basically give you a bank loan and say good luck, <laughs> and and that's fine. But then you kind of they to to put it bluntly, they have you by the short and curlies, and and I feel that the pressure that can sometimes bring isn't always positive. Um, so our our ethos for the start is we wanted a a kind of like small, um, independent label who were just as invested as us as we were in them so that we could go away and create music. We're not asking for like a million pound advance. Like, like none of us are at, well, Joe, you might be, but like, unless, you've, be nice, unless you've been asking for the start. But uh, <laughs> genuinely, like we weren't gone into it going like, yes, boys, let's quit the jobs. It was like, we just want, we, we would love to be supported to make music and be supported by a label who has your best interests, but likewise feel that you have an element of control so that you're not tied into like a big 10-year contract. Like when you look at Lily Allen, you hear horror stories. Lily Allen signed like a five-album five, five album deal when she was like 17 for about 20 grand. And now she's got like a two albums left and she has to tour it as part of her commitment to the to the uh, label. And that's not what we're all about. So the label, Black Hole Records, Tamar Brand New, Christine, you've got Marty, you've got Scott, um, who's a tour manager for the Fontaines. And basically just... They are they are helping us make music, and we've signed a couple of singles and EP. They are then hopefully kind of moving into next year. We can start making some. I was going to say we could start making some waves, man, but like <laughs> it feels like we're riding a crest of a wave as it is. So hopefully some bigger some bigger waves, um, and yeah, it should should be good. So it's it's a it's a really positive thing, and we're buzzing to work with them. What I thought was nice as well was the kind of the support and the congratulations that you all received following that announcement as well that must be again just something that is nice to have and the support and the backing for the band seems to be really really strong just now uh, uh definitely there's uh loads of people out there and it's mad sometimes it's mad to see it uh but you forget that you forget that sort of side of things and you're that kind of like you've got the blinders on just kind of try to make things work and 
and then you actually see it's paying off and people are liking what you're doing and especially when you see the other bands and other people that know what it's all about uh congratulating you it's it's a nice feeling i'm I'm almost kind of just listing things just now i I do appreciate that uh it might not be the best preparation for a podcast i've ever had but the the new single comes out as well uh <laughs> Mate, I forgot about that. So cheers, I. Uh, no, Candlemaker Row. But this is another thing. We're in the paper. Like I forgot about that. It's, it's too much is happening. See if, see if just one thing, one thing had happened. See if we had released a song like six months ago and we got uh, uh, like nominated for a Sama. Mate, I would be on here absolutely over the moon that we've been nominated for a Sama. You wouldn't hear anything else with me. But I'm like, so much is happening that you're just kind of sitting there going like, this, this is like surreal. You just kind of try to take it in. We, we were in. Candlemaker Row uh, is getting released on Friday. There's been some buzz. We were in the paper, we were in Edinburgh evening the news. They picked up the story and like it's about Candlemaker Row in Edinburgh. And like the like the lyrics are every line's like a um not like hidden, but it's like it's the the meaning behind each lyric is that each shop on Candlemaker Row. So like daft things, like like the the lyric like uh, call me to arms that that was old Guildhall inscription at the top of Candlemaker Row, um, and then like from over the sea, there's a there's a wee noodle place called Slurp Noodles at the top of Candlemaker Row. So like every line in that, and we'll we'll put something out on the mailing list and I'll explain. But mate, I went to town with the lyrics, <laughs> like like there's like there's like double meanings and stuff. It was it was it was really enjoyable. But yes, that comes out on friday and we're buzzing for it um the the thing is as well man is that without going into too much detail like we go away and record and us as a band we're like we kind of <laughs> dictator but we are we're military strategists when it comes to music so we go away and like we've normally planning our next five ten steps that's what that's just how we how we operate so we've always got like the next five ten things and this this song itself um is like the end of of this first case like the first phase man like we're a, a cinematic universe but it's like the end of this first phase of songs that were written and recorded during uh like the, just before lockdown during lockdown and and now this is our first show back so this is our last song that's going to be released as a kind of virtual band and it feels like a kind of an important milestone to be like right here's everything that we'd done when we weren't gigging and we weren't able to kind of get out and play shows. And then the next kind of phase of songs that hopefully we're releasing next year will, will be like just just as exciting, you know what I mean? But it's like we're, we're slowly but surely every song we release finding our sound. And this is like a nod to that. It's also kind of perfect for this weather, I think, personally. But yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for it, man. That comes out Friday the 5th. The, the, the vinyl as well. That, seeing your work kind of in that forum, um, and also again the, the response that I got from from the fans, it's just, it, just, it just feels like everything you are doing just now is, is turning out so well. Uh, I think the the key is not to get carried away. Just keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully the good things keep coming. Like the vinyl thing is, uh, it's cool. It's just something nice to have. Uh, I can remember the first time we ever got uh, CDs made up and just having that sort of physical uh, package with your music because it's something you don't really see as much anymore. I know vinyls kind of are making a comeback, but it's, this is our first one, our first one, so it's it's special, like special to us. So, uh, and that's cool, man. It's it's, it's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> is, is <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, we just lost you. <laughs> Your internet connection's dipped. But ah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's very cool. So finished on a high there. Um, he did, he did. <laughs> uh, it's, when you were mentioning that, that it's not something that you see as much happening uh, these days, but actually the kind of the thrill of uh, seeing your, your work on vinyl, I can't even imagine how pleasing that must be and how exciting that must be to be seeing all these orders coming in from across Scotland and beyond. Aye, man. So, like, see, what one of, one of the things we've done is, like, so I've always wanted a vinyl in one of my songs. Like, I know that's, like, kind of, like, selfish and, like, but, but I mean, uh, every musician is probably a wee bit like, self-centred. <laughs> I mean, to stand up on a stage and say, shut up and listen to me. Uh, but genuinely, like, uh, seeing that song on a vinyl is amazing. Like, I've always, like, grown up and stuff and going to record stores. And I know, like, see Zach in the band, he's... He's like a massive record store enthusiast. Like he, he he's always been like for, for a young age. Me, I've got I've got some decent like vinyls, but like he loves just going in and just hunting through and finding like a gem of it. And like see the thought of your UEP being available. Like we're we're hopefully going to be able to drop in one or two to to SI Records in Edinburgh. Um, we need to message the guys, but we only got like I think we got something like eighty. Like we'll see how we get on. Just because you've got to back yourself but you also have to have realistic expectations you know what i mean we're not sitting there going like right let's order five thousand units and then we'll quit our jobs and just live off vinyl money but we're sitting there going like well we need to 80 80 is a reasonable number spoke to the label they're like no nah, this this sounds good to us they were like we sold like 40 or 50 in the first like day like within six hours and we're like shit right okay well we hate we hate what we're doing and so basically what we've done is we, we've now got i think we've only got about five or ten left which is amazing, and like so, we we've we're obviously going to be getting a copy, and I can't wait to actually have like a, a physical copy of 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 one of your songs. I think that'll mean quite a bit, um, but it's going to be hard to imagine until you actually get it through, you know. Yeah, and then I would imagine the the kind of logistical challenge of that in terms of, of getting stuff shipped out and and so on and so forth. Is that is that something that you guys take ownership of yourselves, or is it? it's split between us and the label so like when, when we initially looked at doing it and we, we've been working with the label to get like a, a they, they've kind of put forward a manufacturer and stuff and like we've but like the delay for uh vinyls is, it was like a six month delay like i genuinely think we submitted this for vinyl for a, an october november release about three or four months ago and even then it's going to come in january which is mad like that is mental like it's you know what i mean that's like crazy to think but we've been we've been putting that like months ago. So we have we have had an input and like the guy who does our artwork, uh, False Joy on Instagram. You can follow him. The boy's phenomenal. Um, he's done some amazing stuff for like the just the way he's designed the vinyl, the front and the back, and the, it's going to look amazing. So it's it's a bit of a joint effort, but yeah, we'll see we'll see how the kind of manufacturing goes, and hopefully that's a prelude to to future vinyls. Oh, it sounds absolutely class, and it's it's another belt and tune that you, you've you've knocked out again we mentioned stereo earlier on in the podcast of course that gig was initially a broadcast you sell that out venues upgraded and then you go and sell it out again i i mean it's it's one of the things when you're first booking it you're really like you you, you feel that you can do it you're like ah, i reckon we could do stereo and it's not just as straightforward as booking the venue and whatever, but uh, I I mean, I was just like, if we can possibly sell, sell out stereo, then 
then it's like, we'll definitely sell it broadcast. And in my head at the time, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I sold out gigs, I sold out gig, and yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard to uh, to picture the the response because, like I was saying, you've, we've not because we've not really been gigging. You don't know uh, how many people would be that fussed about coming to see us, and oh, the response has been uh, crazy. And to sell out with this, with what seven weeks to go, something like that, is uh, it's a, a, a new record, a new record for us. Uh, hard one to beat. It's an interesting one as well because I think the same night you've got the charlatans on at the academy. Uh, memes are playing uh, in Glasgow as well that night. So that there's you're up against. I'm pretty sure maybe Shed Seven as well at the Barrowlands. So there's there's kind of three or four big gigs on. Yet you've still managed to to achieve the the goal of selling it out. Ah, that's all you can, all you can ask for. To be honest, all you can ask for. So it's, it's up to us now just to make sure we put on a, a good show for everybody that's got their tickets. You've said before that you didn't want to book anything during the, the pandemic, given the uncertainty of, of having to cancel and such. Like this will be a, a bit of a, a kind of homecoming in terms of celebrating, getting back out there. And playing to, well, not obviously a, a local crowd, but uh, I'm sure a, a lot of folk will be on their, their Christmas jollies uh, <laughs> on a good Saturday night in Glasgow. Aye, can't wait for that, man. And as you say, there's a load of bands playing. There's loads of bands we want to go and see, mate. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. Like we can't go and see them all. Uh, but aye, it's, it'll be quality. It's it's always nice as well. Like so, see, um, like last year at Christmas time, like I mean, we all love Christmas, right? Um, but it's like it's it's more. It was really difficult last year, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and I still think, to be honest with you, man, I still think we're probably still feeling effects now. We're getting back to normal and what is normal and what is it feeling to be normal and stuff like that. So, see that close to that time and and how much it means to everybody. It'll be amazing just to see how far we'll have came from the previous year. Um, where we we had no idea what was happening and we'd been plunged into another lockdown. We didn't know if we we're going to see family at Christmas. And it'll be one of those, I think it'll be one of those moments where regardless of what you're doing, if you're in, if you're playing or if you're there, just to kind of breathe and look around and go, this is, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just appreciate what it is you're getting to do. And I, I can't wait for it. The fact that it's sold out is, is like, surpassed our expectation. Like, we, we were buzzing with sold out broadcast. We we love stereo as a venue. We're like we, we would rather like we were like we can play a three quarter venue just because we wanted people to come along who couldn't get tickets. So the fact that we've we've done that is going to be full. I can't, I can't wait, man. It'll be amazing. Wasn't now we just need to go and practice, make sure we put on a good show. <laughs> and, and taking <laughs> Sylvie as well, uh, continuing that kind of West Lothian theme. And they're a band that you've you've previously stated that you've got a a great deal of admiration for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that again, like you say, local, but that's it's, that's only so much to do with it. They are brilliant. I know it's a it's a little change up from uh, the Sylvie that everyone got used to. I know uh, uh, they're a member short now, so aye, so it'll be interesting to see what they do as well. But again, they're, they're there for the just for how good they are and how much we enjoy their songs, and obviously like. This is the thing with West Lobian. We get asked all the time about the talent that's coming out of West Lobian. It's always been there, but it's just great we're, we're able to give it a bigger platform now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Joe Dave's 
uh, got up a sleeve and yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. Looking forward to, to seeing them. In terms of, I know from following you on Twitter, there's you've been out and about at, at quite a lot of gigs over the last kind of two or three months. Is that kind of whetted the appetite for when you got on the stage at uh, come the 18th of December? Aye, big time. Like, see, see, I remember we went to, we played Howden Park Centre uh, for live in Livy, right? Just in, in Livingston and West Lothian. And uh, they asked us to do it for a live stream. Um, and, like, that was like, a, I felt like a long awaited return to playing. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I was like, oh no, like, oh no, I've went that long with it playing gigs that I just, I just didn't get into it. Uh, and I was hungover as well, so that probably has a lot to play with. But we'll leave that part. Um, but basically, I couldn't tell if people were in it or not. Everybody had to remain seated. They were in little pods of two or three people. Um, you couldn't see them. And whenever you did see them, it was like the light was flashing at them. So they didn't look like they were enjoying it. Um, you had to be quiet because it was getting uh, like streamed. And it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. And I, and I kind of look back on that and I was like, it was almost that way where it was like, oh God, like one thing you do as a musician, it's like the thing that, that always you chase is, is a show. Like that's like the main reason you do any of this is to, is to play a show because you feel like you're, you're kind of, it's not just to play in front of people. It's just amazing, like an amazing feeling. Um, and like, I, I don't know, it was a bit, it was just a bit weird. And then like when you go into these gigs in the past few weeks and months, have them like going to see the snuts at the barras and like seeing them at the, even the corn exchange just gets you so like so hyped up for a show again because like actually you realize you remember what it was like and it's no like that everybody's sitting down and being quiet because it's getting streamed you know what i mean that's not a show that's not how we operate that's not how we like we like people going mental and and jumping about and stuff and I, I, like for that seeing these bands that we love we know and love and i've seen over the years seeing them back at it and selling out venues of that size, you're just you're just desperate. You're just desperate to get out and play and, and get that kind of that buzzy playing back. For me personally, I don't know if you feel the same, Joe. Oh no, nah, man, it's the same as anything. It's like when it's just a full atmosphere. Like going through a gig and all of that. Just uh, just seeing everybody about, man. Like I love it. Like I love playing, and that's. I mean, we've both been doing it for years now, and it's not always been this good. So. It just goes to show you, you must really love it to, uh, to do some, play some of the gigs we've done, being at some of the places. Uh, so the fact that that was taken away for so long and now it is back, it's like even uh, when gigs started back up again, like we were saying, the one at Live at Libby, where everything was basically for live streams and social distance. Now it's back. Now you, you've, you've got that, you've got that feeling and it's, aye, ready to go, ready to go right, right out the traps. What about the, the live podcast? Apart from the fact that you're clearly cutting my grass, uh, the acoustic <laughs> show as well. Uh, how was that? Oh, the one at Shout? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was all right. What do you think? Mate? You're just jealous, Joe, because you didn't get to play it. <laughs> nah, well, it was, uh... <laughs> nah, no, that was, it was amazing. Um, it was, I, I like, the, the one at Shout was quality. Um, a weird thing though, like, because I, I felt really nervous for it, man. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you, you were quite nervous as well, Joey, even coming up to the stage at the end. It's one thing going up to play shows and it's another thing there to just talk on a stage. 
whereas people were like, who's actually going to be listening, whatever, but it's, well, it's the first time I've ever done anything like that, so I was pretty nerve-wracking. Aye, but like playing, it was just me and the piano, and they, I'd kind of got like a, a, a different version of all of our songs, um, and to be fair, I don't know, it was, it was really, I, I quite enjoyed it, um, but it, it was just like, it made me um exact was missing missing that night as well but it made me want to play with the rest of them that you feel that like <laughs> it makes you realize that you've got like your armor on stage when the whole lot is out there when it's just me it just feels like i'm up there by myself doesn't it, it doesn't feel quite right happily do it and no doubt i'll, I'll be doing plenty of acoustic gigs in my lifetime but i i just it was amazing to get back with people but it still felt like now nah, i play an actual full band show <laughs> you know what i mean it just made you just wet the appetite even more you seem to have, have kind of done a lot more of these kind of uh, interviews and, and podcasts and such like. Is that becoming more of a, a comfortable experience now? Aye, we're getting better. At, uh, I'm getting better at shutting up because uh, <laughs> 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 they're passing to Joe. But uh, no, I, like me yeah. personally, like I love the sound of my own voice. I'm quite uh, extroverted, right? And uh, I've got I've got an opinion on pretty much anything. Um, I know the rest of the boys. The one thing I, I will say uh, is, is that for, for Joe Allen and Zach, um, genuinely the difference to how they maybe would have been way back when um, it is unbelievable. And know that know that you were like rubbish on a podcast, Joe, didn't he, didn't he get me misconstrued? But it, it's like, it's just so natural now, where actually it's like it's much more of a conversation. And I think at the start, me personally, I was worried about saying the wrong thing. Um, and I actually think speaking to Zach, he sometimes gets a bit like that as well. But now we're just kind of, it's a lot more free-flowing because you actually realise that even if you do say the wrong thing, it's all right. I don't know how you feel, Joe, but... Well, uh, apart, I mean, I don't know if you heard me like 10 minutes ago. I just about had a breakdown. Uh, <laughs> but this is... But, the, but it's so the much no better than you used to be, you know? It's so much better. I just have breakdowns all the time. That's just the one. <laughs> nah, I, I, nah, it's better. I mean, I, you kind of... Yeah, it it's it's a comfort thing to be honest. It's just being able to just to talk and again, it's like you used to go and like I, like you would try and think about your answers before you would go on and stuff like that. But now it's uh, like you say, I just comes a bit more natural. So it's uh, ah, it's easy, easy. Like the summer and uh, releasing the the song ahead of the Euros, uh, which get picked up and created an, an extra buzz as if we needed it uh, ahead of the tournament. It was obviously a, a bit of a short-lived thing when we, we eventually got there, but that uh, kind of euphoria that was around the country for that fortnight that we were, were part of the tournament was quite something, eh? Ah, it was amazing, man. That, that song as well, like we, we, like, we, like, we as a band don't take ourselves too seriously, and, and I hope that, like, listen, no matter what happens, no matter if we... If if we go on and, and dominate the world, uh, like I, I genuinely hope that we just done it. Can we spare on this, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Go for uh, it. Thank God. Right? <laughs> yeah, I realised I actually swore earlier. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I just hope that we're we're no dicks. Right? I genuinely hope that no matter what happens to us, we don't turn into dicks um, or get too big for for our boots. And you know, you know, like, and I'm not saying that like we've we're that's well, I, I, you hope it happens, right? But I genuinely just hope that you know i mean if scotland when scotland win the world cup in qatar for example right hopefully by that point we're, we're an established uh band but we're still then hitting it we are let's make a euro anthem right you know what i mean like i, I hope like we just 
quite a lot of bands I think looked at and were like, no, we're serious musicians. We'll only like you know what I mean, we'll not be doing any of that. Whereas you we were like, Well, we just see what happens. Like genuinely we just had that attitude of like, let's just see what happens. We went away, done a done a cover, a mash up of uh, bits and pieces and we'll be coming. Uh, and then I released it. Um I actually I remember one of the things I remember I sent it to a group chat, uh, I had, had a football group chat and I was like, Right boys, use the demographic. I was like, go and listen to this and and uh, tell me what you think. Uh, some boys started hitting it with like it's too adagio for me and I was just like what he was like yeah it feels like the temp te- the tempo changes the quick enough and I was like sound mate no worries that's me that's me sped it up never changed it came back and said ah that's much better I was like never changed this thing going but other than that it was it was still like it was just amazing man and like it got played at the uh, like Hamden I think and yeah, got added to the playlist before the, the Israel game well, no, that was actually Candlemaker Romeo. Uh, so, like, genuinely, no idea it was getting played. It was Candlemaker Row got played before uh, before Israel because we thought it was we would be coming. Uh, we went away and checked, and it, on his uh, thing, it was uh, Candlemaker Row. But like, it was literally the first play ever of Candlemaker Row was at Hamden. And I was furious because as a wee boy, <laughs> I say furious, but that was just another thing that you're just like, class. But, like, you know what I mean? One of those, like, dream moments. When I was a young boy, going to the football, we are all Celtic fans. Zach isn't really... A, he, Zach likes running. That's the only thing he really likes. But well, see, when running, we were, uh, see, when, see when we were at the, like, football, sitting in the stadium and hearing the music that gets played. When I was younger, I mind saying, like, you know that way where you like to just say, oh, like, or like, I want to grow up and be a footballer type. But mine's just like, I'd love to hear my music getting played in the stadium. That's always been one of my big things. And the fact that it has, it's been played at Tynecastle and it's been played at Hamden. So as soon as it gets played at, at Parkhead, I'm I'm hoping I'm there. But I'm never I'm never that early at the football anymore. <laughs> I'm always like I'm always just there for kickoff in the air. So we'll we'll hate to work on that. But again, we'll be coming. I ain't got played during like the fact that it was on the playlist and that man, the official playlist, and it was alongside Brooke Coleman when she released the Yes Sir I Can Boogie and that. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Um, and as a result, I, I firmly believe, I think that's why we got invited on to BBC Sports Sound, uh, because of the fact we'd done it. It wasn't directly, they didn't mention it, like they did mention it at the time, but they didn't reach out to us as a result. But I just think that like that kind of helped us a lot more than potentially you would think it would. It didn't detract from from what we do, which was good. No, that's it. And I suppose that the other <laughs> element of it is, as you say, it gets you out to a, a different demographic and and get you on people's radars uh, on a bigger scale. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was class. We recorded it at your your flat as well, Joe. I got got a bit done at my flat. I was done my bass in that year, and I was done pretty quickly, to be honest. No, it's class, and it it as it's it's kind of one of these songs now that I'll I'll play, and it, it, it takes you right back to like the. The build up to the England game and everything like that. It's just, it's it's actually ridiculous to believe that that was this year. I know, man. It feels so <laughs> long ago, didn't it? I was down in London for the for the England game, and uh, one of the main reasons I was wanted to do something is that I didn't really like some of the Scotland songs. <laughs> I was like, see, see, as a Celtic fan, there's like there's a plethora of songs that you could go some above board, some not as above board as others, and I'm sitting there going like, I wish there was like, like yeah, I mean, mayor to choose for. For Scotland songs, so but my idea is I'll just write a, an entire catalogue of Scotland songs, so that the more successful we get, the more we can just enjoy. Because it was class. We were sitting, down, you know what I mean? Like we went down to London and we were sitting in the bar, the Scottish stores, and it was just heaving, man. But that genuinely feels like years ago. Can I believe that was this year? 
Yeah, it, it does. Like, we're actually kind of only talking four or five months, but yeah, it does almost feel like a lifetime ago. And they, you're absolutely right on the Scotland songs as well, uh, especially Doe Deer and stuff like that. It's just absolutely muck. <laughs> just, it is, eh? You're sitting there going, man, and like one of, one of our biggest, uh, like one of the guys who does a lot of the stuff for the um, the Tartan Army, uh, boy, boy we know called Ross Coots, he DJs at them and stuff. He's got loads of playlists and that, but I've listened to them all. And there's some, there's some hell of a, like, you know what I mean? Sitting there going like, oh, and then you've got the the anthem that we do. And, oh, I don't know. We change it. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, write, we'll write a song. We'll get everyone we'll change that to the Scottish National Anthem. That's the plan. It's, uh, it's bold, but we'll see. <laughs> well, you've got to air it. You know what I mean? You've got to manifest it. Oh, it's, it's crap. That's it. It's uh... Got to be realistic also. I don't in, think Nicholas Dudge will be phoning us tomorrow saying, oh, can you write a new national anthem? But you never know, man. There might be a competition soon. You know what I mean? Find a way. There's, there's, every, there's every chance. I'm, I'm not saying that Nicholas Sturgeon isn't <laughs> uh, prioritising the right things just now, but... Um, COP26, what's she doing? She's, she's wasting her energy. She's just along the road for me. I'll actually... I'll take a wee trip down later on and, and try to get this <laughs> sorted for you. Um, press badge, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? But uh, no, but I, th- I think in terms of the the football songs, is is something that's uh, it's quite an interesting route to go down. Like you guys have been quite open about the fact that you your Celtic supporters that you you've obviously been on the Celtic State of Mind uh, podcast as well. Um, is that something that you worried about initially, kind of bringing up football allegiances, or is it just kind of part of your makeup of who you are? I didn't really worry about it, to be honest. I get, but that, that's like you say, it, is, it makes up who we are. We're a big part of all our lives, so why? It's like you say, it's not like we're going out. Uh, you'll no see us posting on Twitter. Well, I was going to say, I don't know, maybe I was like. It'll be minimal football-related content from us, but it will play. It does play a part. It does play a part, and it's. But it, 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 yeah, I mean, we are who we are, and that's what I think uh, is important to us all. No, uh, what's the best word to use here? Nothing fake. Nothing fake Aye. about what we're doing, and we're no, we're not here to try and sell this. Uh, version of us, uh, which we think people would prefer to see. We're just doing what what we enjoy doing, and we did have a chat about it though. Way back at the start, mind and we said we're like, should we should we vocal that we're Celtic fans, or should we hide it so that you didn't turn anybody off? But then, genuinely, like you're just kidding everybody on. You know what I mean? So we are Celtic fans. We're no we're no doing it to to garner favour or anything like that. I've got a season book, Alan's got a season book, and, and like we've all grown up as Celtic fans, so we'd be kidding ourselves on, and it's better to just be honest and be like, well, no, we are, and, and we like Celtic. <laughs> we'll take a ribbon if Celtic are shite, and likewise, if, if Celtic are doing brilliant, we'll, we'll be kind of reaping the rewards. So yeah, it's it's just part of our, our makeup, isn't it? And it would be, exactly. be sad to leave yeah. that part of it. No, I think that's, com- that's completely fair, and, and most right-minded people aren't going to turn against a band or choose not to listen to a band based on their 
the football team, the support, I, I wouldn't imagine, uh, although there is yeah. a fair few not so right minded people in, in Scotland, <laughs> especially in the west of Scotland. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the back of a 6 1 defeat for my team yesterday, so I'm not really going to talk too much more about uh, the Scottish well, game. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. I've spent most of today putting pins in my eyes to try and make myself feel a wee bit better. Stephen O'Donnell's so, fault. Shouldn't... <laughs> do you know, like a good example of the uh, bands that uh, tie themselves to a football team is the banter thieves. What they do for Millerwell is, is mental, man. Like, uh, what was it? They were on Sky Sports and that. And like, I, I, I never thought twice, like, oh, I don't really like them because they're Millerwell's supporters and that. But they were like, Aye, huge sort of, yeah. I don't know, like they had the video with Stuart McCall and that, and that Stuart McCall was giving them a team talk. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that, 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 that <laughs> got them on Soccer M as well, I'm sure. Is it that? Aye, I can remember they, they had loads of stuff like that, and uh, again, I know they were like heavily like Mullerwell, like Monwell boys and that, but I mean, they had good tunes, man, I, I like some of the tunes, I'll still listen to them. Uh, for time to time, and maybe different with Celtic and Rangers, like that, that is Scotland at the end of the day. But uh, nah, yeah, you know, who cares? Who cares? We had to kind of wrap this up. Um, I'll kind of move away from the kind of common questions that I normally ask at the, the end of the podcast, but most of this has been around how things are traveling in a, a really positive direction for the band just now. What are the kind of inside aims and ambitions going into the back end of 2021? And then, of course, a, a, hopefully a full year of, of gigs and releasing music in 2022? Personally, I think 2022, the big one for us is we want to try and we want to release an EP. I think that's the, the thing. We, we've, we've kind of been putting in a corner around an EP um, before now. Um, and it's kind of a shame because we've not been able to plan for that we wanted to make sure it was a proper we're giving it a proper go i think that's the main aim for next year and also to get some tours so either you like uk tour and a scottish tour i think that's the two like the two big ones for us um to then just kind of then hopefully we can get some festival slots that would be class and um, i don't know if you've got anything else you want to add in joe but nah pretty much the exact same just get get a wee tour get get down and see a bit of the country and then I would love, we'd love, uh, we'd love some festival slots, definitely. But uh, only if they're right, only if the right ones come along. So it's 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 hard to tell just now. But uh, I just wait and see. The thing is, it's like you can't. It's, you'll have an idea, but it's hard to say what might fall into place. So a uh, wee tour would be nice. Guys, firstly, I'd like to thank you for your time tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure seeing you experience some some real success and since the last time we were on and uh, I, I want to wish you all the best going forward uh, I'm sure it's going to be a very very exciting time and it, it's, it's richly deserved as well you've been very good to me in terms of coming on on a couple of occasions I, I do really appreciate it oh thanks for having us man honestly we appreciate you taking the time out and what you speak to us and it's class and how long ago was it that we were on can you mind uh, I think it was four or five months ago now so six months time man we'll see <laughs> we'll see where we're at then we'll see how much has happened between now and then sounds good to me oh brilliant thank you very much again Michael it's, it's greatly appreciated no worries man catch you later you've been listening to the Scottish music oh, that's not my name of the podcast that's the second time I've done that this week sorry cut it <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the Scottish Indie podcast we'll be back 
in a couple of weeks time. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Come along.